Welcome to the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network in this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach. The 17th-ranked Aggies host number 8 Auburn this Saturday, a 2.30 kickoff at Kyle Field on CBS. It's a top 20 showdown, top 15 in the coaches' poll. They've got A&M number 15, and so much on the line for each team. The Aggies sit at 2-1. and one. They're coming off a 62-3 win over Lamar after falling at number 1 Clemson in Week 2. Now, Auburn has one of the very best wins of the year to this point, nipping Oregon in a Week 1 thriller in Arlington, Texas. The Tigers 3-0. They didn't look very impressive against Tulane or Kent State, though. Pulled away late in those games at home the last two weeks. This is the first true road game for War Eagle true freshman quarterback Bo Nix. And you can bet that Kyle Field's going to be rocking. And AM defensive coordinator Mike Elko will have something special dialed up for him in this football game. It's going to be fun. Coming up on the program, we'll look back quickly on the win over Lamar and preview the Aggies and the Tigers. We're joined by Tex-Ags columnist Olin Buchanan, Cole Kublik of the SEC Network, and former Auburn head coach and former Texas A&M defensive coordinator back in 94, Tommy Tuberville. All that coming your way next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at Vistaprint.com. Own the now. Hi, Gabe Bach here from TechSags Radio, and if you're not currently a premium or varsity-level subscriber to TechSags.com, what are you waiting for? TechSags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or insight on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TechSags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TechSags.com.
Welcome back. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And let's look back and share a couple of takeaways on the win over Lamar last Saturday, 62-3, before we spend most of our time looking ahead to this matchup this Saturday at 2.30 Central Time at Kyle Field against Auburn. Olin Buchanan, Tex-Ags columnist with us in studio. What's your big takeaway? Um, you already said it. They did what they were supposed to do. There's... I, I don't think that there's anything that I saw that makes me feel better about the team's prospects. Um, but again, I said going in, the only thing that you can take out of that, if if anything, would be negative. You, every guy, there's not a player on AM's third team that probably wouldn't start for for Lamar. So you came in. You worked on some things. You did the things. You, you, I'm sure you worked on some things. I guess if I had to say that there was anything I was encouraged by, I would say seeing you know, the young guys that haven't played much come in and play pretty well. And even that, I have to temper it because I always bring him up before the time when Thomas Jones went off against Lamar. Or Thomas, was it Jones? No, what was his name? See? Are you Smith? talking about? White? James White. James White. Okay, James I was C. thinking Thomas Johnson the whole time. Yeah, that James he went from White. Thomas Jones to James White. James, that's well, pretty. That, that, that kind of <laughs> adds to my point. You know, I mean, you see, sometimes right. you see a young guy go off against Lamar and never hear from him again. And you forget forget their yeah. name. So you wonder how believable a lot of it is, but just in terms of flypaper hands getting open and catching balls, I like I like what we saw from Anaya Smith coming in the third. I, I loved what I saw from Anaya Smith. Yeah, I love. I would it. like to see more of that. I do. I want to see it too. But, I want to see him on the field more. But after I, that. I, I do too. But I, I gotta I gotta and you know say again. I'll, I I think it always comes with at least a measure of apprehension sure. when it's against a team like that. Now do it against Auburn, and uh, you know I'm, I'm ready to to say that this guy needs to be in the starting lineup. If you can do that, something like that against Auburn. By the by, the same token, by the way, speaking of Auburn, all the things I said about A and M, you can't take anything away from from beating Lamar. You can't take anything away from Auburn beating Kent State fifty five mm-hmm. sixteen. Kent State would probably beat Lamar, but you know you, you're talking about you know two weaklings, right? And Kent State hung around for almost a half in that game. So and and, and Lamar or Auburn let Tulane hang around darn near three quarters last week. So. It's not a world beater at number eight. We've seen a lot more impressive number eights, a true freshman coming in here, but I think A&M has two big concerns coming out of this one. And it was a concern coming out of Clemson as well. Well, The the inordinate amount of drops, that has to change. And then the the O-line just allowing too much leakage into the backfield. There was too much pressure going on, too many plays, like first down, first and 10 situations, and you, you get a tackle for loss two yards deep and all of a sudden staring at a second and 12. Well, that, that can't happen. plus, you know, when you're on the two-yard line against yeah. Lamar and it takes you three runs to get into the end zone, to me, that's a that's a red flag. Yeah, because you know who's coming in. And, with and, or without Derrick Brown this right. week, because he's banged up a little bit day-to-day, but with or without him, they're going to be one of the elite D-lines and, in the country. And, yeah, I don't care what kind of stunts or slants or whatever a team like that might employ. I expect my offensive line to be able to knock those guys off the ball. Yeah. Are you concerned at all? Because as good as the defense has been, and I'm telling you, they've been exceptionally good. Yeah. Nine of the – you have to count the first drive, which looks like on paper a seven-play drive. But what it was was two, three, and outs. And the the play in the middle there was a running into the kicker yeah. that allowed them to extend that drive. All of a sudden, they did, went and got a second three and out on that drive. Nine of the first 11 drives for Lamar were three and outs. Twelve of the 14, uh, 12 of the 14 drives that Lamar had in that game – were four plays or fewer and under 16 yards. That's a complete dominant performance. Do you come away a little bit, though, like a has got five sacks in three games? Yes. You need to get to the quarterback and actually make a sack in there. Now, now they did. They hit him. They constantly pressured they the did. quarterback. And he threw both quarterbacks. They threw a lot of incomplete passes they did. because they were running for their lives. Um, so sacks can sometimes be an overrated stat. I still like to sure. get them. And uh, – uh, I am a little concerned about about their inability to, to you know, not just to harass a quarterback, but get him down. What about Kellen Mond? We know it's Lamar. We know when you're playing Lamar and you know you're going to win, your heart rate's probably a little lower than it is going <laughs> to Death Valley. Depend, no matter what your coach says about nameless, faceless. But in terms of just throwing the ball accurately, 
he had eight incompletions, but five drops, and I thought he threw about probably did, did three. They, did they decide it was five drops? Well, did that was my tally okay, in game. Okay. When we were, yeah, when we were tallying well, I, I knew there, there was – I figured at least half of the, the incompletions were dropped. Yeah, and then one of those drops was kind of a, a weird, wobbly throw to Ori, who barely plays, or actually never plays. And then he threw the interception and double coverage, and then he threw one that should have been picked when a guy jumped a route and it was a bad decision to throw it probably. So other than that, I can't remember a bad pass. So in terms of just the ability to go out there on the football field and throw the ball accurately, I don't know what some people are complaining about. I thought he had a nice bounce well, back game. Yeah, I wouldn't complain about it, but I will say this. You're supposed to throw the ball accurately. Right. And so That's I, been an issue, though. I've uh, – uh, and, and again, the, if you can't throw it accurately against that team, you know, then what? So my – position on this has always been I am not going to judge Kellen Mond by what he did against Clemson and I'm not going to judge him by what he did against Lamar sure but I'll judge him by what he does against Auburn because you know you're going to be a, a third of the way finished with the season after this game you're a quarter in so you should be settling in um now he, he does need better protection and his receivers need to help him out but uh, and right now, no, I don't. I don't get why. Why you know some people are just bailing on him already. But um, but I think this this Auburn game, a game where he was pretty good last year to start and then atrocious to to finish. Uh, I think if he goes out and has a solid game, and I don't think he has to throw for three hundred yards. But uh, but yeah, that's that's when you're gonna. I think the the fair judgment of Kalamon comes this weekend. We're starting to see enough to know that the Spiller kid's the real deal, I think. I know it's Lamar. He didn't play until about eight minutes, inside of nine minutes in the second quarter due to some something. Jimbo said it was just something in-house. But 14 carries for 116 and two touchdowns. Caught the ball real well. Got the hands. Uh, there was a play last week that was shown on Twitter about how great he, he actually showed up in pass protection, which was something that was an issue mm-hmm. with, the pre, with, with Corbin before his injury. He might be the the total package there at six one two twenty. Well, I like him. Um, I ne- you know we talked about this last week, and I think we agreed on it. You don't doubt his ability to catch, to carry the football and run. I mean, or, yeah. or he wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't. He's a four star prospect. Every you know, I can't remember who ain't Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Uh, he committed Oklahoma. So so yeah. I mean, he can run the football, or Oklahoma and A and M and a bunch of other teams wouldn't have been after him but to come out and show that you can catch it and that you can know that you're in the right place for pass protection that's what's encouraging that may be the most encouraging thing of the night because it doesn't matter who the opponent is you can still as a as a true freshman in your third game have a mental lapse and miss where you're supposed to be on pass protection no doubt about it we'll have more with olin buchanan next on the texags maroon and white report on the crm sports network Back with you on the Texags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network, and we're back with our columnist at Texags, Olin Buchanan, and let's discuss the emergence of true freshman slot receiver Anaya Smith. Last week against Lamar, he had a six-catch game for 66 yards, and Jimbo Fisher, it'll be very interesting, he said he's going to play a lot more, how Jimbo plans to attempt to get Anaya Smith, the true freshman slot man, involved in the SEC opener this week against Auburn. I'd like to see Fisher insert Anaya Smith as the slot receiver in the three wide receiver set. Well, I think you could see that, but I'm not ready to throw out Courtney Davis in this situation, too. You forget that he had one of the most clutch catches in school history and is maybe still A&M's best receiver. Let's not forget and, and that. And runs with the ball. Oh, yeah. Runs after the catch very well. Oh, you better believe he does. Yeah. So how, how do you kind of unpack this conundrum a little bit? Well, bit. first of all, my answer is both. Yeah, uh, you're gonna. You know, I want to do all kinds of different things. Sometimes I want to show them double tight end. Sometimes I want to show them one tight end. Sometimes I want to show them no tight end. I do know this: you're gonna have to block that defensive front, and uh, maybe you put that tight end in the backfield. Sometimes I don't know, but you're gonna have to to block those guys. I'm keeping a close eye on Derek Brown to see if he's not out there. That changes a lot. Yeah, it does. 
Derek Brown has got an incredible ability, and he's got a, he packs a punch. And the one thing about Prater, he's going to mirror you. He's going to have good technique, but is he big enough and strong enough to hold up against the likes of Derek Brown breathing over his nose at the snap? Well, you know, Jimbo is not stupid. We all know no that. Doubt. And I remember uh, a couple of years ago, we had Cole on here, Cole Kubelik, and he mm-hmm. said, but before the, the uh, Clemson game, he said, look, he's not going to just run into a brick wall just to do it. So if Derek Brown's out there and wreaking havoc, then – it's not you know he it's going to be Prater and somebody else you know they're going to be double teaming him he is mm-hmm. a he's Jeffrey Simmons uh you know name the guy that just creates all kinds of problems inside yes you know I mean he that's who he is Lawrence and Watkins last year yeah just you know a, a war horse that gets in there and can disrupt it doesn't have to make a lot of tackles uh but just mess up everything and, and so uh, he's a hard guy to deal with. Um, so, you know, what do you do with him? Do you, uh, again, do you keep more guys, uh, a, a tight end in to, to, so everybody can block down a little bit and help. And it, it, it means, uh, you, you're consistently double team Brown. Um, yeah, I think you do all kinds. I think you, I, I would really hope to see him roll out the quarterback some if he's out there, but you're going to have to deal with that, uh, that that defensive line, and especially if he's out there, do you really want to think of yourself going out with four, with four wides consistently with what you've seen from your offensive line and protection against that defensive line? No. Think yeah, I think you do sometimes. It. If I were counting the plays, and we might, this might be a fun little exercise, count the, the number of plays. Say Adam runs, just make a round number, 60 plays okay, in the game. 60 plays. All right, I would expect – at least 35 of them to have personnel on the field. And what I mean is either a fullback or a tight end and be, and not being kind of a four-wides type of package. I highly expect that. He doesn't run a lot of that anyway. But he's got this situation where he knows he can get this kid on the field, and this kid's got some quote-unquote juice. People say that, right? He's got that. Whatever that is, I mean, he's got the ability to get open. He's got good hands. He's got uh, explosiveness. That guy's got the juice of a two-week-old orange. <laughs> Is that so, very juicy? Is yeah. two weeks perfect? Well, the longer you have it, you squeeze it in more juice. Oh, yeah. At least that's the way it is. It doesn't mind. dry out? Yeah, okay, maybe a 10-day orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's pretty good. It's, that's he's pretty juicy. Good. He is. He does have that. So he's got to figure out how to Kendall's get him off the field. laughing at you, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, she lasts with a mic on. That's what we want. We need. We need. We need that. We need to feel like we're funny, Kendall. We're insecure crazy. men. You see how that goes? <laughs> need the affirmation. That's right. So I, I. But but more than that, Glenn Bill, Kagan Baldry, Bill and Weidermeyer together. He's going to mix and match to keep them off balance anyway. But you got to block those suckers. More mm-hmm. guys you have in to block and protect mine. I don't care if you're going too wide, too tight, too wide. It'll be interesting to see if they. You know, how much shifting they do if they try to you know we always hear about disguising the defense mm-hmm. if they like try to disguise the offense a little bit and just uh you know try to keep those guys off balance but the, but it really gets down to if you're successful blocking brown and that defensive line consistently successful you're going to win the football game i think here's jimbo on trying to find ways to get anaya smith on the field no, he do. He would have had playing time earlier in this. He got he got injured on Thursday before our first game. He had an injury in practice that kept him out of that game, and then you know he he didn't get to practice the whole week the next week. So going into Clemson and with a very limited practice, that was not something you wanted to put him in that environment. He might, I don't know if he got in or not. I can't remember up there or not. It wasn't a, you know the situation just didn't occur. But and Nice is a guy that we think can help us and really make plays and has really had a great camp and developed very mature for his age. That we think it would have played earlier. If it not for the, he got injured on the Thursday before the uh, uh, opening State, game. Yes, he was on kickoff return when uh, Jay Sean went out against Clemson. That was when, okay. That was, but that, but, but you know, play and we put him receiver. in special team. But we'd have played him more in the offense. He didn't practice as much. But he was a guy that we that has really earned those reps and done a really good job in and camp. So you'll see more of him. You'll see more of him. So he knows, we know Anaya Smith is going to be on the field more. The question is how and yeah. when and how often. 
Well, I'd like to. I'm like everybody else. I'd like to see more on the field uh, as much as anything to see if what I saw against Lamar can can transfer and be done against Auburn and that ilk. Right. And if it can, how do you keep him off the field? Except, you know, who do you take off? Right. It's going to be fun to watch. He adds a different wrinkle here to this offense. Now, before the break, one guy, we mentioned Derek Brown, one guy who absolutely hopes Derek Brown is in the game, healthy and rearing up and ready to go, is our guy Carson Green, man. Another offensive lineman says, bring it on. How about Carson Green? What did he tell you yesterday? Uh, yeah, he. I'm paraphrasing here, but basically I asked him, look, he's day-to-day, meaning Brown. He, he barely played, I think played the first series last week and uh, watched the rest of the game street clothes. Mm-hmm. An upper body contusion, what does that mean? That's what he's dealing with. I don't know what that is. Uh, but anyway, so ask Carson, would you rather him, have, you know, a guy like that just be out? Are you hoping, or would you, you know, do you, the competitor in you, do you want, would you rather see him play? And he says, look, I want him out there. I want to beat them at their best. I don't want anybody to be able to say there was an excuse they won because this guy wasn't out there. We want to run the ball down the throat just like we want to run the ball down everybody's throat, and that's what we're going to do. And I'm thinking, you know, Carson, I absolutely love the mindset. Yeah. But if you want Brown in there, I think you've lost your mind. <laughs> Yeah, how I want many, people to say many, we ran it down their throats. We're going to do that this week. We're going to do it next week. We're going to do it the whole year. How many people that. do you ever think would have said, man, I want Miles Garrett out there on the field? <laughs> right. I want him out there. The Jets Maybe. don't. No, yeah, not the Jets. Not so, the Jets. So it's wow. kind of that. But, but hey, point, uh, you have to admire a guy that doesn't just want to win. I want to beat you at your best. So, yes. uh, but hey, personally, I would – I would take the break, and if you're if the guy can't play, and I don't, you know, he's day to day, so I bet he plays. Maybe he won't be at his absolute best. Whatever, I'll take any any edge I can get. No doubt about it. But right. hey, good for Carson. Our thanks to Olin Buchanan. We'll talk with former Auburn center and Cole Kublik of the SEC Network next on the Texas Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Carry on. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter & Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter & Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter & Company can do for you. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think. If she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. 
Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. Welcome back. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And it's time to go into trenches talking Aggies and Tigers and the battle among offensive and defensive lines with a guy who knows that part of the game better than anybody else, especially in this league, former Auburn center, who when he was a center, Jimbo Fisher was coaching quarterbacks down there in the play, on the Plains. Cole Kublik of the SEC Network with us on the phone line. Cole, you guys in Vietnam this weekend? We are not. Where the heck are uh, you then? I keep guessing Nashville. wrong. We'll be in Nashville, Tennessee. We've got uh, LSU at Vanderbilt. So okay, two teams we've already seen this year, yeah. and uh, obviously see if uh, LSU can take this uh, this passing offense that has morphed them as a football team and continue rolling in the Music City. Okay, see, okay. this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep try to keep the streak alive, and every week I'm going to try to guess where you are and see if I can't guess wrong. Well, it's not going to be much. I mean, after this weekend, you you should be able to hit a home run every week because I think the only other time that may change will be in that lettuce weekend uh, oh, yeah. there before all the all the rivalry games. That okay. one, there's no telling what will happen that week. So you got the eleven o'clock game there in Nashville. And it'll be a sea of purple, I got to imagine. All right. It's a big week for us right here at Kyle Field, though. Um, good versus evil, Ooh. clearly. Uh, no, nah, I kid. But uh, Auburn's my second favorite school. Very similar values and feel when you walk around campus. Do you agree with that? I mean, when I walk around Auburn, I'm like, God, this place could be A&M in a lot of ways. Yeah, and then I've, I've told you, oh, man, what was it, 2015 spring game, something like that, was the first time that I had ever been to College Station, Texas. And yeah. now I've been, I don't know, six or seven times since. And every time I go, I just, I, I, I tell people who ask me, what's it like? Where do I need to go? That's the one place I tell them to go see because it's just, I, the, my initial response is they belong. This should have happened a long time ago. I, that's, uh, that's how I feel about it. I mean, I feel like A&M is an SEC school, belongs in the SEC, uh, very similar to Auburn in that uh, dealing with some of the same in-state issues, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, so I think, I think that, that sort of helps those two schools relate to each other a little bit more. Um, but yeah, they're both beautiful campuses, both passionate, um, both fun places to hang out. So, um, and I think, I think the other part too, is both towns really do thrive off of the universities. I mean, that's, that's another thing that I think kind of sets them apart. Mm -hmm. We've seen, we've seen some of these college towns just explode. Um, I mean, not that College Station and Auburn haven't, but they are still, you know, they, they still thrive off of the university. Like, you go to Baton Rouge right now, and it's like, that place is not a, that's not a city that just makes its living off LSU. Like, I mean, it's a, no. that's a big city now. So it's, it's, it's a little bit different. And, uh, you know, Gainesville, I think, is kind of the same way. Like, you go to Gainesville, it's like, it's not just about Florida. They, there's a lot of other stuff going on, but, I think right. Auburn and A&M still have that in common. They do, and they're twin cities right next to each other that are both kind of blowing up in their own right, but all right at the epicenter is what's happening at that school. Well, let's get into the game a little bit. Your keys, and especially the battle in the trenches, Cole, why don't we start when A&M has the football? How do you see this thing shaking out in the trenches, A&M's offensive line, which has been a little shaky, and then that great defensive front from Auburn? Uh, this is this is going to be a repetitive discussion, by the way. No um, I, I don't believe that A&M is going to be able to run the football. Um, I think Jimbo's going to have to get creative with how he spreads the ball out. I think he's going to have to run the ball through the air. I expect there to be a heavy dose of quarterback runs. You're just I, I, I've seen that group. I've studied that group. They're not pushing Derek Brown around. They're not pushing Marlon Davidson around. They're not pushing Nick Coe around. I think you even toss in Big Cat Bryant, T.D. Moultrie off the edge, and then 
uh, even a downhill thumper of a linebacker like a KJ Britt is going to be there in the middle of that defense. And I just I don't see a lot of yards on the ground being possible for A and M in this game. Um, now the one advantage that you have, or I guess the one plus, is that there doesn't seem to be a very twitchy, quick edge presence in this Auburn defense. Big Cat Bryant may be the closest to that, but he's kind of in, cut out of the same cloth as a Michael Clemens. You know, he's he's a bigger dude, so. You know, he doesn't have that elite, quick get-off like a Landis Durham did a few years ago there at A&M. So that might be the one advantage that you have, but I would expect a heavy dose of quick throws to the perimeter, use the backs out of the backfield, use some quarterback runs, move the pocket a little bit, because Kellen's not just going to be able to drop back five, seven-step drops, go through two, three progressions and get the ball out, and they're not just going to be able to line up and run the football. It is, It's just not going to happen. So uh, if they can find a way to... Build a little bit of build a little bit of protection to allow Kellen to challenge down the field, or and how quickly can they get the ball out and into the hands of their playmakers to do some things in space? I think is is the way that A and M has to try to manufacture success in this game. This will be one of manufacturing things. I mean, this is where this is where Jimbo's going to earn that paycheck because this is not a lineup and just run our offense and it's going to work. Yeah. Auburn Auburn's too good up front. And the other part of Auburn's defense that's really good that not a lot of people talk about is the back end. And, you know, you know where I usually go, and that's going to be the O-line, D-lines, but I think the matchup that decides this game are the Texas A&M receivers against the Auburn secondary because those are two very talented groups. Those are two groups loaded with really good players, a lot of NFL talent when those two are going at each other. If, if Auburn can win some of the balls down the field, and if Auburn can disrupt the timing on some of the routes, um, then they'll win the football game. Uh, if the A&M receivers sort of have their way and make explosive plays down the field and are piling up yak yards, then this Texas A&M is probably going to win that football game. How about on the other side of the football when Auburn's got it with all those linemen coming back this year, a veteran group and a pretty young but ultra-talented group of A&M D linemen? Well, and, and Gus is going to want to run the ball. Yep. But Gus can't just line up and run the ball. Uh, Bobby Brown and Matabike and Michael Clemens are too good. And I'll be honest, the Auburn offensive line is just not good enough. I don't anticipate Auburn to have a big day on the ground here. Um, if they do, it will be creative ways. The one thing that I liked about the Auburn offense last week was they ran the ball out of more four wide receiver sets, which for the longest time I've wondered why you're bringing more attention to the football with H-backs, tight ends, fullbacks, multiple backs, and then trying to run the ball between the tackles. Like you, They're not good enough to do that. Like Georgia could do that right now if they wanted sure. to. Oregon could probably do that if they wanted to. But like Auburn's offensive line is not good enough to do that, game. So they did spread things out. They did find some more creative ways to generate a run game. I think quarterback runs are going to be huge. So that puts a lot of emphasis on guys like Michael Clemens and those edge defenders of do they attack the mesh point? Do they read the quarterback? Do they stay at home? How do they play contained? And that's not just Joey Gatewood having some sort of a role. That's Bo Nix as well. I think him pulling a couple of those and being able to find space and find some yards on the ground are going to be big for the Auburn offense if they're going to be able to find a way to generate yards on the ground. Because if they can't generate yards on the ground, Auburn's passing scheme is not complex enough, especially against Coach Elko, mm-hmm. to just line up and say, oh, we're going to throw it 40 times and we'll move the ball up and down the field and have success and win. That, that's not something that's going to happen. Well, from a former Auburn center to a former Auburn head coach and former A&M defensive coordinator, Tommy Tuberville, with us next as we roll along in the conversation in advance of A&M and Auburn this Saturday, 2.30 at Kyle Field. Tex Ag's Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Bach with you. It is the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network, and we want to go out and get some keys to the game between Texas A&M and Auburn, talk a little Senate race in the state of Alabama, and much more. Joined on the phone line right now by former Texas A&M defensive coordinator back in 94, who left A&M, take the head job at Ole Miss, and from Ole Miss was at Auburn for 10 years. He beat Alabama six straight seasons. And before his last year on the Plains, Tommy Tuberville with us on the phone line. 
wrecking crew in 1994. What a group of kids we had that year. Man, they were unbelievable. Well, it really was. What, Armstrong, uh, after he changed the name from Shorter. Yeah, Reggie Brown. Reggie Brown. Uh, Ray Mickens was still around, I believe. That's right. Coach, that was a special group. Oh, yeah. Eddie Jasper. We, yeah, we had, we had some good football players. Yeah, and they played hard. And uh, it, it was just, it was a fun group. You know, I kind of inherited it from RC. And I guess I took over for Bob Davey. You know, he went to Notre Dame. I left Miami. Of course, I left I left behind in Miami. I left uh, Ray Lewis and Warren South. So that's two pretty good football players there, too. <laughs> no doubt about it. Co- Coach, how's that Senate campaign going so far? You know, it's going good. You know, I'm a Christian conservative Republican, and, and we somehow uh, elected a Democrat last time. It was just a total debacle, and getting a Democrat elected senator in this state is unbelievable. So I decided to run, and uh, my poll numbers are outstanding. You know, being a football coach in this state, people are tired of politicians. And they actually like football coaches in this state, which is, uh, which is uh, a positive for me. So I'm excited about it. You know, it's recruiting on steroids is all it is. I'm out every day. <laughs> shaking hands and signing autographs and kissing babies. So I'm looking forward to it. It's a lot of fun. Plus you have a history of doing pretty well in the polls, uh, even in your yeah. previous career. So, uh, hey, Coach, here's something. I, before we get started, something I wanted to ask you, and it's about, uh, you know, you were, you know, you've coached here. So I wonder what your reaction was, the, the national reaction when uh, A&M uh, pursued and then hired Jimbo Fisher was uh, of uh, real surprise that, 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 and was able to pull it off and, and get him to leave Florida State. Um, as a guy who had coached here and been in that uh, uh, in that that profession, um, were you as as equally surprised? Well, you know, I've been in this profession a long time, forty years. I coached and I knew all these guys, and then I grew up. And Jimbo Fisher is younger and a little younger than me, but I watched his career. He's actually at Auburn when I took over in '99 with Terry Bowden good football coach and it's hard to find them now that really have grown up and been under good coaches that have put their plan together to understand that stability is is how you win games and it's about recruiting and and putting everything together uh you know to build a business it's it's a huge business and Jimbo is very good at it and took over and worked for Bobby Bowden and uh, need I say more you know one of the best ones that's ever coached and put together a football program so I, I thought it was uh a big coup for A&M to get him to come there. Uh, and it's hard to find guys that are head coaches that are good, good quarterback coaches. It's almost impossible. It's hard to find a good quarterback coach as it is as an assistant. And so uh, uh, A&M is very lucky. Uh, good guy, good football coach. Uh, Going to be some up and downs. He knows that. I think he fits that program very well. How about the job he's done to this point, uh, Tubbs? And also, what do you think, because you've been here before and – We've often talked, and A&M's been labeled the sleeping giant for a long time, and when they've had the guy in place, they've won a bunch of ball games, and this place you know they support you, and it looks a lot different than it did when you coached here in terms of facilities and arms race and everything else. What do you think Texas A&M is capable of now that, quote-unquote, the guy is in place as head coach? Yeah, there's no better coach in college football than Texas A&M. There's some comparable, but not many. I mean, you can take an Oklahoma – probably in Oklahoma because of where they're at. And then you can probably take Georgia. Uh, there's just a few places that people just hang their hat on, you know, football in that, in that, at that university. And everybody's all out for it. I mean, you know, there's other sports and all that, and, and that's good. But, you know, the Aggies, they believe in their football program. They believe in, in winning, and, and they believe in supporting it. Man, as you just said, look at the facilities. And, and, uh, of course, there have been some iconic coaches there, you know, over the years, uh, you know, R.C. and Jackie Sherrill. And it's just uh, I think you got the right guy now. Just stay behind him and, and continue to build that because there's some other good ones, obviously, in, in this league in the western side of the conference that he's going to have to spend for every year. And I didn't put Alabama in there a while ago, and I didn't do it because, because you know, everybody knows where Alabama's at. They know where Auburn's at. And uh, A&M's right there. Um, right there, and it's it's going to be a it's going to be a war this year in the SEC West. I mean, I'm looking forward to going to a lot of the games and watching how it unfolds. Well, how much college football have you been able to watch? Because your attention's obviously been split right now. But and then pointing directly to this one Saturday, what a huge game this is for both teams: Auburn at Kyle Field and A and M. 
Yeah, I'll, you know me. I love college football. I'm not going to miss many games. You can watch most of them on TV. I did see Auburn play a couple of weeks ago against Tulane. Uh, I just happened to be in town off the campaign trail. I uh, won't see them again until probably the end of the season. But, uh, you know, it's uh, man, it's competitive. There's some good players players out there. You know, Alabama's going to be the cream of the crop right now. Just um, Nick's got everything going. You know, he's so focused, and what the guy's done is amazing. He loses his salesman every year. I call them salesmen. They're your recruiters. He loses all of them almost every year, and the guy continues to recruit and coach like nobody else. And so he's just hard to catch up with. But, you know, I like A&M. Uh, Kellen Mon is man, he, he's got to give uh, Jimbo gray hairs. Man, the guy looks great. And all of a sudden, he'll put it on the ground. You know, he'll throw it to somebody else. And that's, that's part of coaching college football. you got to be able to overcome that. And then, of course, you look at uh, Gus. He's got a kid, what, 18 years old, and Bo Nix. He ain't got a clue what he's doing yet, but he's getting better every day. And I think A&M's catching him at a good time. First time on the road. Uh, no, they went to Dallas, but that wasn't really a road game. Uh, young quarterbacks on the road. Uh, he's going to be a heck of a football player, but they're catching him at a good time before he really has been through the wars and the battles of the SEC West on the road. Yeah, Coach, I wanted to ask you, uh, when you're a defensive coordinator, uh, how how much would you have enjoyed or, or looked forward to, or however you want to say it, to going up against a, a you know true freshman quarterback? Well, the thing that, you know, the, the, the common denominator of all coordinators, and I grew up under Larry Lacewell and Jimmy Johnson and R.C., you know, guys that really knew how to call a uh, – a game on defense, how to put together a game plan. And it's a known fact I learned early in my day. You pressure a young quarterback, you try him out, you give him stuff he hadn't seen before. Our thanks to Coach Tubbs. We'll take a timeout. We'll pick the games that matter in the SEC and some things we're looking for in this matchup with Auburn Saturday at Kyle Field. Gabe Bach with you. It's the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom White Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. 
Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at Vistaprint.com. Own the now. Gabe Bach with you. It's the final segment of the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. We want to go down the schedule of the games that matter, and we'll pick the A&M-Auburn game last. Number seven, Notre Dame, 2-0, and but has looked pretty shaky so far. Even in the blowout win over New Mexico, one of ten on third down. Just not, just kind of clunky right now. Uh, at number three, Georgia, who's 3-0, and and they've actually looked pretty spectacular, especially last week against Arkansas State where they blew out Arkansas State at home. This is 7 o'clock at Sanford Stadium on CBS, and this is the night game of the doubleheader with the Aggies and and the Tigers. And Georgia, we're kind of taking this game at 13-and-a-half. A A lot of people have had this thing bet up to 14. A lot of money on Georgia early, and I agree. I'm not buying Notre Dame, which was a preseason playoff team for me, looking at their schedule, but I'm just not buying their personnel right now. The talent, I like Brian Kelly enough. But don't love their personnel. Georgia, I think, in a blowout in this game. Georgia covers it. Number 23, Cal, 3-0 at Ole Miss at 2-1. An early game, 11 o'clock. They'll be cranking up the Grove for breakfast at 11 o'clock at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium in Oxford, ESPNU. Ole Miss, a home favorite slightly, 2.5 points. But give me Cal. Cal in the points. Golden Bears going away. I think they win this game by at least a touchdown. I love Timmy DeRuiter and what he's doing. Former A&M DC Tim DeRuiter at Cal, what he's doing defensively. Justin Wilcox, a defensive-minded guy. They've got enough offense to go in there. They will confuse Matt Corral defensively, and I think Corral is going to have a tough day throwing the football for the Rebels. Give me Cal. Number four, LSU at 3-0 and at Vandy at 0-2. They're 0-1 in the league. 11 o'clock at Vanderbilt Stadium in Nashville on the SEC Network. Tom Hart, Cole Kublik, and the boys, Jordan Rogers on that call. LSU minus 23, I think the cover. The way Joe Burrow is slinging the ball around the park. Vanderbilt's not stopping anybody right now. Anybody. So, so many explosive plays against that defense right now. It will continue. LSU on the road will cover the 23. Tennessee at 1-2. and two. They've been dreadful. At number 9, Florida without their starting quarterback, Felipe Franks out for the year. 3-0. and in the league, coming off that come-from-behind win over Kentucky on the road. Now they're at home at the Swamp, 11 o'clock at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium on ESPN. Florida minus 14, I think they cover that. Tennessee's just awful, and they're really bad in the trenches. Florida's average on the offensive line and very good up front defensively, and I think just suffocate Garantano and Ty Chandler in that passing game doesn't can't get off much. He's going to be on his back, fighting pressure all day long. I think Florida covers that at home. Kentucky at 2-1, 0-1 in the SEC at Mississippi State at 2-1. 3 o'clock at Davis Wade Stadium in Stark Vegas, SEC Network. Mississippi State home, favored by 6.5. And And they may or may not have their starting quarterback, Tommy Stevens. Kentucky doesn't have Terry Wilson. Sawyer Smith made a lot of mistakes. I like Mississippi State here by over a touchdown. I think they cover it. South Carolina at 1-2, 0-1 in the league at Missouri at 2-1. 3 o'clock at Faroe Field in Columbia. That would be Columbia West in Missouri, not Columbia, South Carolina. On the SEC Network and the Tigers favored by 9.5. South Carolina and the points here with what Helensky can do in that passing game. They've got weapons offensively, do enough defensively to maybe slow down Kelly Bryant for a little bit. I think Missouri wins the game. It may be 3, it may be 7, it may be 6, something like that. 9.5 is a lot, even though it is on the road, the other Columbia. And that brings us to the game at Kyle Field, where I'll be. Auburn, number eight in the country at 3-0 at number 17 A&M at 2-1. 2.30 p.m. Central Time at Kyle Field on CBS. The Aggies a home favorite. We're taking at three and a half points. And what's on the line for the Aggies is a ton. I mean, it's a make or break. 
you can you can make a, a case this is the biggest game of the year for Texas A and M because of what it does in in the swing category. You win this game, pretty much secure an eight win season, then go big game hunting, looking for nine and beyond. But you lose this game, you're staring down the barrel of a five loss season right now because it's already two losses. And how do you beat Bama or go on the road and beat Georgia or go on the road and beat LSU if you can't beat Auburn at home? So. A huge swing opportunity for A&M. Now, I got a player to watch on both sides of the fo- football against War Eagle. I'll take Colton Prater, the center offensively, because you got to make the right line calls against a great front. You got to hold up physically against Derek Brown and company that's going to be uh, breathing down your neck as you're snapping the football. That's going to be a tough ask for Colton Prater. So among those offensive line, they've all got to be great. He's the player to watch for me. And then give me Debian Renfro on defense. He's a corner, a boundary corner. He looked great in his return last week. <clears throat> Missed two games to suspension. He was suspended, did not play suited out, but didn't play in the Auburn game last year. And they really could have used him down the stretch as it was a come-from-ahead loss there. And really, if they had his physicality and ability to tackle on the field, probably win the game. He'll be huge against Seth Williams in the boundary as well as a well-timed blitzer on Bo Nix coming off that boundary is you got to think Mike Elko is going to dial some special stuff up against Nix with a home crowd in his favor as well. All right, the Aggies win if the big keys on offense, you got to figure out a creative way to maintain balance, keep that defensive line from pinning its ears back and gunning after Kellen Mond. Can the Aggie run game figure it out and run the ball with a freshman spiller and Mond helping out with his legs as well? Mond and the receivers got to get into an early rhythm, which has not been a theme for him during his A&M career. Uh, They got to get the quick game going, maybe hit a shot or two downfield in the first half. Of course, you have to protect the football. Of course, you can't have any silly turnovers. When you get in the red zone, TDs and not field goals. Both these teams have had a tough time. They've settled for field goals in the red zone. The Aggies have turned it over two or three times in the red zone as well. That can happen. Matter of fact, three turnovers in the red zone. Big keys on defense, confuse and rattle Bo Nix in his fourth college game, his first true road game. Elko versus the Malzahn Nix duo will be a fun chess match to watch. You got to stuff Whitlow, Shivers, and even Schwartz coming out there in, in, in jet sweeps and in motion on the ground to force Bo Nix to beat him through the air as a freshman. Can he do it and win on first and second down? Create the obvious passing situations on third down and then let it rip. Watch Mike Elko dial up some special exotic stuff if they get in third long situations. My prediction is the Aggies win the game 24-20, an ever-so-slight cover at 3.5, and and win this game by four points at home at Kyle Field and improve to 3-1, 1-0 out of the shoot in the SEC. It's going to be a heck of a fun game at Kyle. And watch it on CBS or many of these radio stations carrying this program. And we'll break it all down next week. Big thanks to Olin Buchanan, Cole Kublik, and Tommy Tuberville, our producer, Dalton Hughes. Gabe Bach with you. It's going to be a fun weekend at Kyle. We'll break it down. We'll look ahead to the trip to Arlington to take on Arkansas all next week on the Tex-Ags Marina White Report, CRM Sports Network.